Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Josh Weller. And my name is Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Was it a good race, Alfie? What kind of squib would you say it was? Would you say it was a, a dry squib? I wouldn't say it was a damp squib. It wasn't a damp well, squib. Well, in regard to squibs, what's good is a dry squib or a really wet squib. Good. Which one's the best squib? Cause oh it, yeah, because damp, damp is a, a, sort of damp of a continuum between Sh- like a sopping wet squib. Is that is that what we want? And a bone dry squib. Yeah. Which one's the best one? I don't know. On the squib scale, because it's sort of, usually the middle ground is where you want to be, isn't it? Mm, in between, yeah. this is what Mercedes have found out with their sort of downforce. That's why I'm looking forward to the Spanish Grand Prix because I like a bit of fried squib. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that was by the, the way, be- that was the best and worst joke you've ever made on this podcast. We have to be. By the way, for the, everyone listening, um, which is obviously everyone except us two. Well, not not everyone is listening, but to the people who have to everyone who is listening who right is, now. Who is listening? If we're not at full volume it's because we're recording this right after the race and there is a child asleep one of your four children we'll take a photo and put it on social one of your four kids is asleep uh three feet away from you and you got there's also two kids asleep upstairs yeah what was your good joke earlier go on i said that you've got more kids than williams have points yeah that's really good (laughs) and also how old's that one there that one there um, is 19 months old. He's about the height of most F1 drivers. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's, it's a Canada and America. For, considering everyone says that they're cousins, America and Canada, were, the race is tonally very different, Miami to Canada. Miami, all the glitz, all the glamour, fake marinas. This race was very much just, here's some um, huskies. What are those? Here are some Mounties. Mounties, yeah. Here's the, here's the national anthem, let's go. That's all that it was. There was no fanfare, really, in this race. I think when people say that America and Canada are like cousins, or like what, what Justin Trudeau is saying there, you would assume with their proximity and their sort of you know, comparative uh, sizes that they're like brother and sister. Mm. And what Trudeau's saying is, no, 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 they're cousins. Like, I hardly know it. Like, just don't... <laughs> I don't. We're not the same. We don't have the same parents. Like we're not the same. Don't judge me by that standard. So I think you know the differences that we see today. This was like such a. It was a. It's just. It's good. It's to all intents and purposes a European Grand Prix. Sorry, did you say to all intents and poor poises? To all intents and poor okay, poises. Great. That's number two. It's a second pun so far. We um, squibbed out all of our excitement in the qualifying. That was one hell of a qualifying. I know, and when you see. Uh, uh, a qualifying that is like I mean I was on stage in Hastings so I had my own uh, struggles uh, but 
coming back to it and actually getting on the train and managing to see the last moments, which is sort of frantic. You kind of can't believe. It's like, you know, when you catch the end of a film and like it's going insane and mm. you think, well, what, how the hell did they get here? This is insane. <laughs> what, what, how did they make this happen? There's no way that this feels natural. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was an incredible thing to, uh, to, to, uh, to see. And that's, and that's why I, have you got your, um, song for the, my song of the race? Cause I've well, got my song of the race as well. And I want to see who's, so I wrote my song down at lap 40 and it feels a bit wrong now. I wrote down, uh, my song of the race. The song that I felt soundtracked the race was, uh, the nineties Delamitri hit. Nothing ever happens. Because for the first 40 laps of the race, nothing really happened. Well, kind of. I think it depends who you are in the race. I think, you know, Albon would argue that, you know, quite a lot happened. It all seems to be going horribly wrong for him. But we can get to that later. I mean, I think with the... You said before the race that this was the most excited you'd been about a race this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And possibly because of the absolutely incredible adrenaline spiking qualifying that we were uh, privileged to experience with uh, our hero and our sort of spirit icon Fernando Alonso coming in second uh, that the race was never going to really live up to it so today uh, I felt um, a sense of longing uh, for qualifying and that's why my song of the day is uh, Yesterday by the Beatles where when all my troubles seem so far away and now Verstappen's winning again. <laughs> By quite a margin. Quite a, well, no, it wasn't, but it was, wasn't it? I mean, that was the worst thing about Checo's DNF. We'll get to it in a minute properly, but that was the worst thing. It's not that everyone was happy to see uh, old um, uh, Lewis back on the, the wily old campaigner back on the podders, but um, it was really just setting that point difference up between him and Checo. It's now, gonna, it's now huge again. And everyone, I think, was enjoying that Sergio might be sniffing down Max's neck a little bit. Things can change in a moment, but you have to... It, the reliability issues always seem to hit the second driver before they hit the first. I know that like this now means that Perez has had as many DNFs as Max. So you forget how many DNFs or engine problems that Max has had because he's won every single race that he... Which is becoming a bit more of a stat. I know you didn't like that stat. Because they said this week that um, they were like, Max Verstappen has now had more wins at Red Bull than any other Red Bull driver. And it kind of threw shade over Seb a little bit. But Seb was at Red Bull for one year less than Max was and won four world championships in that time. Yeah, and there are more races in the calendar now. And there, there was one, a point in this race where between first place and fifth place, there was a minimum of 10, 15 seconds between every driver. I wrote down here, and I wrote an Alan Partridge-inspired uh, quote that said, because uh, there were so many gaps between the cars, I put, there are more gaps than a recently regenerated city centre shopping district, referencing the Gap <laughs> store. Yes, is they, they do a good trouser, actually. Also, I just think calling it the Wall of Champions is tempting fate. Like, how long are they going to keep... Co- like, who, once someone seriously injures themselves on that wall... They're going to have to change the name of it pretty quickly. Also, the wall of champions sort of suggests the wall aids the champions in some respects. Mm. Like, it it doesn't make any sort of sense no. in terms of what it does to them. It should be called the wall of failures or like... <laughs> 
Well, I think if you crash into any wall, really in any walk of life, not just in Formula One, if you've ever crashed into any wall doing anything... That's not what you wanted to do, is it? There's no sport where the goal is to crash into a wall. (laughs) No, there's not. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think when you crash into that wall, you're going to go, hey, look at me. It doesn't mean you're going to be a world champion. It's not like catching flowers at a wedding. It's it's not. (laughs) As soon as somebody dies there, it's going to be people are going to be really embarrassed and it's yeah. going to be written out of history that it was ever called well that. it's canada so they can rename it the wall of champignons and put some mushrooms on the top of it that's third pun third pun get the pun get the pun counter out let's do this week's race review of the what's this race called uh this is the formula one aws grand prix de canada 2022 aws is uh, one of the sponsors it's amazon aws and it's their um it's their tech strategic uh, tracking, so how they track all their packages, but they can also track the times of the tyres and the times of the laps, and it's all done by Amazon now, basically. Did you know that? Oh, you, is this, that's true. That's what AWS is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never heard you speak earnestly about a sponsor before. Yeah, well, well, they're not my sponsor of the race. No, I know they're not, but I've never, I've never heard you bring up a sponsor and tell me what it really does before. Yeah, I mean, they're not paying us. I know. I, no, I know. <laughs> I, I, Amazon, are, even when Amazon say that it's coming the next day, it's often not. I'm far from um, bigging up Amazon. I've never, ever had a delayed package from Amazon. I think their service is absolutely phenomenal. It is. I mean, having said that, they are nine out of ten times very reliable. Oh, God, it's such a good... And, and worth the £7 a month, especially when you think of Prime, you get shows like The Boys included yeah, yeah. with you. Alfie Brown, uh, Sensitive Man. Al- Alfie Brown, Sensitive Man, is Amazon Prime special. is available now, live at the Soho Theatre in London. Thank you, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> He's not... They're, they're not my sponsor of the week. Jeffrey Bezos requested me on that program especially. Did he really? Yeah, directly called for me. Did he send you a message that arrived promptly on time? Yeah, he asked for me to be on the program before 2pm. So I was on it before 10 that same day. Just so I know, if I wanted to watch your Amazon Prime special, Sensitive Man, Mm. um, live at the Soho Theatre, Alfie Brown. So I'm guessing if I wanted to buy it, it would probably take nine or ten days for it to arrive, right? No, 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 no. It's immediate. It's immediate. Well, I imagine if I have an Amazon Prime account, it probably there's probably an extra cost for something of such high no, quality. No, to all Amazon Prime customers, it's free with their subscription. Wow, but they're not sponsoring this podcast, are they? They're not, no. Um, AWS, there we go. Uh, my, they're not my sponsor. My sponsor of the race, I was looking at all the sponsors. My sponsor is, there was one corner that had a big Rolex advert on it. So uh, halfway through the race, I tried to buy you a Rolex. Because I thought, I thought, why, you know, Formula One's drive to survive. They're trying to appeal to everyone now. They're trying to to really branch out and grab the everyman and and, and broaden the spectrum of fan base. So maybe they're going to get some sponsors that are slightly more realistic. Uh, The cheapest watch I could find on the Rolex website during the race while the safety car was out, £9,870. Was it nice? Did you get it for me? No, it wasn't even a nice Rolex. It was one of their budget Rolexes. Well, that's disappointing. I would, love, I would love to have a Rolex. Let's get into this week's race review for the Formula One AWS Grand Prix de Canada 2022. In the Constructors' Championship, currently in 10th place, um, Williams with three points. Albon and Latifi, obviously uh, Albon, um, a bit of a nothing race. Uh, he's, uh, well, Albon was going great guns. And I think Albon, actually, can I just speak up for Albon for a second? My friend Alex. He qualified well. Started the race well. Yeah. Was up in 10th, was he, at the beginning of the race? Mm-hmm. I think he was screwed by the second safety car yeah. in that he pitted just before the second safety car 
and then everybody else pitted during the safety car and then he was down on his arse again right at the bottom but he managed to get back up by the end of the race to um 13th yeah 13th yeah and 17th in the championship yeah so good for alex alban i think latifi i just thought i found it so funny because obviously he wasn't starting at the back because um because charles was and whatnot so i think there was a, there was uh, he wasn't starting right at the back and the speed at which after the race started latifi found himself at the back of the pack again it was, remarkable. It was incredible it was incredible it was like he saw somebody else at the back of the pack and went what are you doing there? Like he'd seen somebody in his like favourite chair. And went <laughs> it immediately, was, can I, that's where I go. Can you get out of my way? <laughs> it was like the universe corrected itself. Yeah. <laughs> the thi- I just, I feel, I, this is the first weekend I've really felt bad for Latifi because after the race, you know, you're, he, he's had to finish a race, which he never likes doing. Um, and he's in the bar at the end of the race and he goes and orders something juvenile, like an orange juice and vodka, right? Mm. And he's sat there and it comes with too much ice in it and he tries to take a sip and the ice goes over his shirt <laughs> and he makes that embarrassing slurpy noise. He calls it a screwdriver. I just wonder if you're Nicholas Latifi and allegedly he's being, you know, replaced by Piastri mid-season. If you are Latifi and you finish um, and you finish in 16th and you're not even in a tw- in a 20 car championship you're still 21st because nico hulkenberg is still beating you in the championship (laughs) do you think if you're in that bar after the race you brag about being a formula one driver no i think people go hey you you the formula one and he goes no 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 (laughs) no 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 i'm an i'm uh i'm an actuary i actually work in accounting uh so that's my that's my job. But I get that a lot. I get that a lot. But you're wearing a Williams cap. Yeah, I know. I I, I love those guys. <laughs> They're rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's your name, Nick? Uh, uh, Tony. <laughs> Tony accounts. <laughs> and the um, ninth place, Hass. Hass. Um, hey. Listen, I'm just gonna say this now. What right. What are you gonna say? Um, sh- everyone. Is just waxing lyrical about. I mean, obviously, everyone wants Mick, Mick Schumacher to do well, myself included. But um, everyone, after every qualies or every everything, saying, "Is this going to be his thing? Is this where he's going to get points? Is this going?" It's just. Can we stop tempting fate and just let it happen when it happens, please? He should try crashing into the wall of champions. Fortunate DNF for Mick. Uh, he's nineteenth in the championship, which is. Yeah, and Magnussen uh, finishing 17th. I mean, that is just a bummer for him, starting 12th. It's a bummer for both of them because... Well, no, Magnussen started... What, when did he start? Fifth. Fifth. And, fifth. like, Schumacher finished, was seventh. Finished 17th. No, Schumacher was sixth. They started five and six yeah, and yeah, they ended but, up yeah, DNF and last. K-Mag, just, he just tried too hard to fight Lewis on, on turn three of the first lap, messed up his wing, and then just was just going for a drive for the rest of the race. Yeah, they spent so long on that stupid nose, didn't they? And then after all of that, to have to just drive around for an hour and a half. Yeah. Looking at Latifi's behind. Yeah. Ten seconds off in the distance. Oh, Really, really harrowing stuff, isn't it? Oh, poor guy. In eighth place, Vettel and Stroll, 16 points in the Constructors' Championship. Vettel finishing in 12th, Stroll in 10th. Um, Vettel, this is the first time Vettel has ever finished outside the top five in Canada in his racing career. So this has got to be a kick in the teeth as well. There are going to be some sort of juicy things like that because this is the first time we've raced in Canada since 
2019 mm-hmm. when he swapped the when he should have finished first got a five second penalty after the race didn't serve it during the race and then swapped the first and second signs yeah with lewis, remember that great moment of drama those were the days remember those were the, the days, heady days when lewis uh, when 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 seb still cared <laughs> uh seb looking more and more like he is a member of the uh british disco pop group the Bee Gees. Um, <laughs> you know, he Seb's got a bee farm shaped like a Formula One car that he made for some kids. That is so unbelievably sweet and twee and fucked. And like, I can imagine him just boring them to shit about like, oh, you know, like uh, the bees, the, you know, they need to pollinate the plants and it's good for global warming. Mm. The, the neonicotinoids transported by the bees. Like, shut the fuck up, Seb, and win a race, will you? <laughs> Say the kids. Shut the fuck up. Seb looks like the kind of guy that would um, have a pizza oven in his back, like a proper pizza, wood burn, whatever it's called, pizza stove. He's got an oven, hasn't he? He put the big thing in and he pulled the pizza out, give all the kids pizza, but then he can bust out a tune on the ukulele. I reckon Seb is a secret ukulele player. Not yeah. not a virtuoso, but he can play Five Years' Time by Noah and the Well. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's either that or a classical guitar, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's learning classical guitar, but he's still kind of at Wonderwall He's more phase. confident, like, performing with the yeah. uke. Well, well, just quickly before we move on, as it's Father's Day, I have to ask, what do you think Lance got Lawrence for Father's Day? I imagine him going out shopping for something for Father's Day. Because, of course, he will have that, like... Uh, the anxiety that you have as Lance Stroll buying a present for Lawrence Stroll on Father's Day is that, first of all, there's nothing that he wants that he doesn't have or can't afford because he has millions and billions of pounds. You owe him everything, including your life, but at the same time, you owe him the seat in the car and the team that you drive for. Your your livelihood is what you owe to him. How do you buy a present for somebody like that? And also, he doesn't strike me, Lawrence, as the most emotionally upfront soul I've ever met in the world. So you can't just write him a card with a really gorgeous message in. So what? I, I think it's a really great question and not one that I immediately um, have an answer for. Uh, but I imagine maybe it's one of those things like where he just gets in the same thing every year. Like you just get him... He just gets him a pen, like a really nice pen mm. or like a Toblerone. A Mont Blanc. What I think Lance gets Lawrence for Father's Day, I think he got him like a picture, mm-hmm. a photo of them on a fishing trip when he was 10 and Lawrence was 40. And he goes, remember I caught that trout and you said you were proud of me? And Lawrence just goes, I don't remember this trip. <laughs> Lawrence has no memory. Or if he does remember, he's not going to admit it. That's very apposite. Seventh place, 27 points, Alpha Howdy, uh, Gasly and Sonoda. I mean, I, I I didn't see Gasly today. Fourteenth, finishing fourteenth from sixteenth. I mean, that's why you didn't hear. It's like utterly unremarkable. Yeah, he was never doing anything in that race. He didn't, you know, he he didn't hold off pitting for such a time that he kind of came up the pack and was sort of threatening in that way that sometimes people do, and they get a little bit more airtime because they haven't pitted, so they just wind up near the front. He just he he played it totally by the book and it was totally totally forgettable the only you know memorable thing that alpha tari did this uh week was crash um <laughs> and that was and that was great it really they almost made the race uh well you certainly opened the door for carlos to uh to come second to to not quite be brave enough in my opinion but we'll come back to that also tsunoda's parents were there that's a heart that's a heavy 
that's got to suck if your parents come to this race and then you crash. Mm. That's got to look, that's not a good drive home. He sat in the back of the car on the drive home to mm-hmm. know he's like Ocon, isn't he? Yeah, and nothing's nothing in the car has been said for 20 minutes. And then his dad turns around at like as they're just slowing down towards some traffic lights and said, if you'd become a doctor like we'd wanted, this never would have happened. Yeah, I'll say, here's the difference between when after a race, when, when um, Ocon's parents are driving him home and when Tsunoda's parents are driving him home, here's the difference. Ocon is sat in a side seat looking out the window at the wonders of the world in awe. Tsunoda's sat in the middle <laughs> trying to talk to his parents. <laughs> in sixth place, Alfa Romeo. Cool guys. Really cool guys, Alfa Romeo. I like them both. I mean, what? An, I think this was a very good weekend for, Al, for Alfa. Okay, first of all, eighth place today and, and also eighth in the Constructors' Championship. It's time for Smacky Bud, Bud, Bud. you got a lovely Chet Baker quality to that. Sponsored by AWS. Uh, Bottas. Um, yeah, not much Bot Bot today. Not much Smacky. <laughs> I think it's Bot Bot that I find so troubling. <laughs> Um, not much smacky, not much bot. He, um, I yeah. mean, eighth is a, a one is eighth and ninth is a fantastic finish. Yeah, but not much televised. Eighth footage. and ninth up from ten eleventh qualifying. They yeah. swapped because Joe had uh, finished ahead of uh, qualified ahead of Valtteri. Valtteri finished ahead of Joe. Can we actually? Can we officially nickname? And can everyone start calling Joe Guanyu the greatest showman? Because here's the thing. Everyone is waxing lyrical. Oh, when's Mick going to get his first points? Like, Joe has finished in the points the last two races and has raced his absolute nut off in those races. He's climbed every race and yet... Followed every dream. Yeah, climbed every mountain. Till he found his team. Is that the sound of music? Yeah. There Um, aren't many Formula One podcasts that can get away with the sound of music quote. Well, we had, I don't know what what our reference was a while ago when I made a, was it a reference to Company by Sondheim and somebody guessed it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for all, thank you to all our musical theatre fans. Well, in future, I won't hold back from going, how do you solve a problem like Tsunoda? I think actually we could, I think there might be a rich. A rich, uh, a rich vein way. in this uh, in this line of content, almost as good as our, uh, our our day in the life, which you can hear more of next week. Uh, who have we got uh, writing in for us next week? Have we got that confirmed? No, but if there's anyone you'd like to hear on, we've done a day in the life of um, <laughs> uh, we ha- where our guest writers we had uh, um, Jos Verstappen wrote in last week and explained to us a day in the life, and uh, Christian Horner very kindly wrote in this week and showed us what he does in a day when he's not at a race. And um, very kind of them both to write in. You can hear them in full on our Instagram and our Twitter at Very Dirty Air if you don't want to trundle through an old episode. Although we do recommend listening to the episodes because while they might not be topical as to the race that week, they are always a ruddy good listen. Unfortunately, Jos Verstappen has blocked us on Instagram, Mm. which is, I am heartbroken. We were never tagging him. Uh, Were you tagging him? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely tagged him. Did you? Yeah. Why did you do? What do you mean? Why did I do it? He wrote in. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. I wanted wrote him in. to know it was out. <laughs> I wanted him to know. We had um, somebody tweeted us when you announced that Joss had um, blocked us. Uh, that said, um, maybe he didn't like the way you read out what he wrote. <laughs> so thank you for sending that in. I can't believe we've uh, had our first block. That, that. And it's it's from the Formula One world champion's dad. I mean, that is so close. That's block. closer to the bone than Jos Verstappen got when he crushed that guy's skull at the go-kart track. 
<laughs> that is, that's so we're with if we ever, only on Instagram or just or, he doesn't have a Twitter or if he does he's blocked us because I can find it okay but he um Yoss has he took the time out of his life or his people did to go yeah Bessie doesn't see that I've looked at Joss's Instagram I don't think he has people you think it's him I think it's him yeah oh no you can't believe here's the thing now if we ever get invited to a race and imagine being in the toilets and Yoss walks in he'd do that thing <laughs> where you're he's washing his hands <laughs> and he'd look at you there'd be silence and he'd do that thing where he almost punches he, like, he, like he's gonna punch that I'll try and do the noise of the fist jerking backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Well and then done. there'd be no punch. Yeah. And then he'd just look at you and then <laughs> grab a couple of towels and just walk out. Max is my son. He's the world champion. <laughs> la, 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 la. That's, I think it would be terrifying. With the fact that we're not a visual medium very well there with oh, your use of sound. I think you've got a bright future in Radio 4 drama. <laughs> <laughs> you could work for the archers like that. Um, can I just say, like, I know that you just had a little dig at um, the uh, our, our, our beloved Schumacher uh, wanting to uh, sing the praises of the greatest Joman. And I'm not saying that the greatest Joman isn't worthy of huge credit. I'm just saying that if uh, Mick had been driving an Alfa Romeo, there's a much greater chance that he would have had some points by now. Oh, yeah, but now you sound like Fernando Alonso when he uh, crashed in. Um, anything wrong with that? When he was like, "Oh, I would have got on. I would have got the podium." And it's like, "No, no, no, no! You crashed during qualifying. Like ifs, ands, buts, maybes. Okay, Shoulda, woulda, coulda." That, but that, the whole thing is like, what? So you're saying that there is no difference between the teams? Then it's like, oh well, you know. What's that Lewis song? Ham- Lewis Hamilton should have won today, then, shouldn't he? What's that song? Shoulda, woulda, coulda were the last words of a fool. Right. I agree. Listen, I'm just playing devil's um, avocado. I agree with you. In fifth place. Fucking fuck you. In fifth. No, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alpine, Marobine, Promobine, Tuspemwell. Alonso and Ocon. Alonso finishing in um, seventh. seventh. And Ocon, Ocon in, in sixth. Six. Yeah, that got pissy towards the end, didn't it? Jesus. Alonso was like, I am a hundred times faster than him. I don't know why I did that accent, but he was like. He, was, um, he said he was a hundred times faster than Ocon. Statistically, if you were a hundred times faster than him, you'd have you wouldn't have let Max take you on the first corner of the race. <laughs> if you were a hundred times faster than the person you're now racing for sixth, I never thought that Fernando Alonso would become the king of sarcasm in F1. He intentionally drove slowly in Monaco. That was gorgeous. He turned up at the race yesterday in a comically uh, sorry for qualifying. He turned up in a comically oversized ice hockey jersey. Yeah, Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. It was humongous and he knew it and he knew it was funny. And what he was doing was taking the piss out of the way everyone arrives on a Thursday when they all dress really cool. When yeah, they, when they have their, their fashion their, day. In their kind of geographically themed kind of fashion outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. the music's going, when all the drivers show up and there's that... Lewis, you look fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And and Alonso knew. And he obviously Ocon's got a stylist and Ocon and and Fernando clearly was taking the piss. And then um, yesterday, when he qualified in second, he said, on Saturday, when he qualified second, he gets out the car and he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, oh, I'm just going to have to beat Max at turn one. He, like, he knew he wasn't going to do that. He knew the Red Bull was going to pip him. He knew it was too fast. And he's just he's just become the king of sarcasm. Yes. I, and I feel like there's a there's a quality in older drivers where they 
that that they're they're now free. They're now free to to be to be like that. I wouldn't surprise me to see um, Seb Vettel if he gets into because Alonso's like lucked into not lucked into the Alpine, but like there was well, maybe Vettel's been unlucky to find himself in the Aston Martin. Maybe he felt like it had more promise than it's actually shown. But you know, I think you'd see a lot more of those characteristics from Seb. Not, I mean, like you say that. Seb's almost a decade younger than Alonso. <laughs> yeah. um, he just kind of has the spirit, an old spirit. Uh, you'd see more of that from him if he was properly making hay in any races, which yeah. I don't think he is. That's... Seb is uh, a, uh, seven or eight years younger than Alonso, but I, I bet when Seb sits down and stands up, he makes more of a noise than oh. Alonso. Oh, that's a long day. That was a long day, you know? <laughs> What do you think Vettel does when he goes back to the hotel room after a race? I think he's watching his movie subscription. <laughs> it's a curated streaming platform, watching, not sponsored. Watching like Godard films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's watching like um, Bertolucci and Rossellini and Fellini. I think he's a really, he's like, oh God, I'm watching the same old films again. I've seen La Dolce Vita so many times. But... His favourite film is, uh, what's it called? Il Postino. Yeah, that one about the postman who has to deliver mail to the poet <laughs> on the top of that hill. Um, okay, in uh, fourth place, I mean, okay, I'm just going to say now, like, it was a bit of an invisible race for every, for Ocon, Norris, and Ricardo. Ricciardo, Norris is really starting to come across badly in in the in the what's it called the press paddock. <laughs> he, he's really struggling to keep his sort of. Uh, sort of private school brattiness. It's a real good test of character, I think, because he wasn't coming across particularly well when he was doing really well. And now, like, he's had a couple of difficult races and that slightly waspish, irascible, irritable, like, woe is me, you know, I I was great, but, you know, I, I wasn't really to blame... I'm still great. This shouldn't be happening to me. This is an injustice. Like squirming fucking childish shit that I hate so much. Oh, when he was five, if things weren't going his way, he flipped the fucking Ludo board faster than, like, even if it was like a 50 15, I'm flipping that fucking Ludo board. He's the kind of kid that wouldn't eat fish. Like his, he would cry if he got served fish fingers for dinner because he hated them so much. Mm. Normally, a food that kids would love. Mm. He would, and he'd have those, he'd refuse to eat those little carrots, wouldn't he? Mm. I don't like them. They've got the green bits on them still. Yeah, oh, mommy. and like pulling, like you say, you have to try it, and then he screws up his face like he's kind of been sucking on a lemon for nine years, and then like puts a, the tiniest tiniest amount of whatever food it is you're asking him to try on his tongue and goes see I didn't like it <laughs> mummy I don't like this mayonnaise this mayonnaise is yeah, it's it's tartar sauce Lando I don't like it yeah that. it's QP mayonnaise it's made with more egg yolk it's delicious now <laughs> shut up you're lucky to have it little brat uh, um, anyway he's not doing too well it, it, but I mean I think the pace this is the interesting thing about the middle of the pack this year because we've had like races where Alpine have uh suffered we've had races where like i think bottas a couple of races ago was really struggling and so was and joe had a couple of tough ones and now but at the beginning of the year alpine and alpha 
Romeo both were going uh, great guns. At the beginning of the year, Haas looked like they had a lot of speed, obviously not for Mick, but for Kevin. Um, so, and now for Tauri have been up and down. So the middle of the pack really feel like there's not much consistency from anybody. And uh, it feels like McLaren for maybe, you know, only the second or third time this season uh, didn't get their setup quite right and have been floundering in wet shit. And it's good to see that, or it's interesting to see that Lando is the worst equipped of the two to deal with that. Mm. When Danny, and Danny Rick, you know, is is having, I mean, Danny Rick's been quite consistent. It's yeah. just that the, the 11th that he usually gets looks really good or really shit compared to where, but I wonder in the if, context you know, of where Lando finishes. If they hadn't I mean. nosed up Lando's um, uh, pit stop today where they had the wrong tyres, because they double stacked them, didn't they? And um, Norris kind of just had to sit there for 20 seconds while they got his tyres out. It wasn't that much longer than Danny's because they also fucked up Danny's stop. That is true. Uh, And, you know, Danny finished, uh, sorry, qualified five places ahead of him. Well, I mean, I mean, the price, uh, sorry, the points gap, the points gap between McLaren in fourth and Mercedes in third is like it's. It's astounding in the constructors. 65 points to 88 points. Hamilton and Russell, I mean, everyone was elated to see Lewis. For all the crap people give him, there was a huge cheer when he was came out of the car in third and got to that microphone for yeah. the interview. Yeah. And um, his PR training came in like he was like at a hip-hop gig. Montreal, how we doing? Mm. He goes, I got us. Everyone here is going home tonight with a Lewis Hamilton hat. You get a hat and you get a hat and you get a hat. Where are the T-shirt cannons? Someone comes out with a T-shirt gun. He just knows exactly how to grease up the audience. It's (laughs) phenomenal to watch. It was so He came out like it was an Iron Maiden gig. It was so (laughs) funny. Like, I'm surprised he didn't kind of, like, hire a little uh, plane to do a lap of the audience, (laughs) waving at everybody from it. (laughs) Russell finishing fourth as well. Fourth today in the race, and fourth in the championship as well. Absolutely Mm. phenomenal. Is he wearing eyeliner? No, he's just gorgeous. It's insane. He looks like he's in an emo band with those eyelashes. Yeah, he looks like... Like, he he should be in The Wanted. (laughs) That's such a specific boy band. Yeah, but exactly that's the band that he should be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. That's phenomenal. Wow. But yeah, I mean, unbelievable to see Lewis back on the podium. Just in regard to whether you like him or not, like, it's just nice that you don't want this to become a one-dog race, which it is essentially is at the moment. And just the closer that you can keep everyone who can compete... Um, and this is the problem that Ferrari have is that they, they, they're kind of dipping in and out of whether it's Carlos and Charles, which means that Max is just running away with maximum points. But um, I, I, say- I did I did find it funny during the race, like about five laps before the end when it said uh, it highlighted Hamilton, Carlos and Max and it said battle for first. And I was like, I don't think Lewis is in this battle. I think that's I think that's taking artistic. You see Hamilton only two seconds behind Verstappen with five laps to go, and your 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 memory is 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 triggered, and you think, yeah, of course, of course. Also, Sainz was getting very close to Verstappen, and Verstappen was being very good at being very good at he. There was that. There's the penultimate. No, sorry, the the last corner of each lap before you get onto the kind of grid straight again. And Max was... There's a DRS before that corner and a DRS straight after it. And every 
lap at the end of the race, uh, Carlos would try and attack there. And each time you came out of that corner, Max just got the gap back up uh, big enough that it was gone. All the advantage that 16 miles an hour uh, made up uh, in the first DRS zone was gone as soon as Max left the first corner. It's just such kind of calm, good like consistent racing not fucking up once because you've got somebody behind you who has the advantage of being able to go 16 miles an hour faster than you for a few straights every lap and you're still managing to hold them off albeit you've got a faster car but that's a huge advantage for two cars that you know up until a couple of weeks ago looked like were very very like were neck and neck for the uh for the what do you call it again? Championship. It was. I thought, I thought it was really fun to see. There was a moment. There was two moments in the race that really uh, harked back to last year, and I still have an anxiety attack every time the safety car's out and it goes. The, the five cars have been told to unlap themselves. I just start panicking because mm. I get. It reminds me of Bahrain so much. Mm. But then also there was a moment where Lewis and Max were fighting today, and it was the first time it's happened this season. It was only it was only for about three corners. No, it was about three corners. Where- it wasn't fighting. It okay. was like watching that bouncer at Box Park knock the bloke out. It was just it wasn't a fight. It was like about that, to happen. Oh, I'm driving, and then the the huge bloke just goes, "You're actually, I've just knocked you out. <laughs> like it's over." <laughs> I'm obviously huge, yeah. and you were always going to get knocked out. Second place, Ferrari signs and Leclerc, two hundred twenty eight points of the constructors' championship. Um, Isn't too much to say about Leclerc apart from the fact that it was a great drive. What an unbelievable drive to finish in fifth. Are you kidding? Oh, wow. What a a result. There is a lesson in the drive of Leclerc that wasn't learned by the other other half of the Ferrari garage that was so frustrating. And here is my, my huge gripe with the race. And you said, and I understand that, like, and this is sort of the problem with the constructors, isn't it? Because bin it. Because without the without the constructors championship, you if if the constructors championship didn't exist, then Carlos goes on mediums, not hards. Yeah, fine. Because they were yeah, fine. You hate this. <laughs> I hate logic. <laughs> but it would just Shh, don't wake up your son. He's mate. Yeah, he's out. He's, he's out, out cold. Not cold. No, I mean he's out. He's warm, but he's out. He looks like he's he looks like he's drank four cans of Stella. Mm. He's on his side like a he's drunk his daddy's adult. son, isn't he? <laughs> so Leclerc didn't pit in the race until forty, like low forties of, of a seventy lap race. He didn't pit till low forties, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. thirty five, whatever it was, and went on to mediums and finished the race in the mediums. Yeah. Then before the safety car, Verstappen pits. He goes on to hards, and he's got twenty five or something laps left on hards then eight laps later um our my friend and yours yuki sonoda fucking chunks it into a wall and we all go now carlos can pit now carlos can pit he he can get onto some fucking mediums and he can win the race because the as 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 my seven-year-old son described to us as we were watching it Softs are actually faster than... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, amazing. It, and it, all through intuition as well. We didn't tell him that. Yeah. He just went, softs are faster, but they wear away uh, more easily. You know, an- hards. another thing your son said during the race was like, if I could have a tyre, right? He goes, I'd have a tyre that is a hard tyre, but the outside is a soft tyre. So when you go out, you're fast, but then it wears down. He's seven years old. You have a soft tyre on the outside, a hard tyre on the inside. So it wears down, but then you're left with a hard tyre. And I was like... That's a fucking good idea. <laughs> Take heed, Pirelli, if you're listening to this. 
I want to see a soft hard compound yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah. A combo tire. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you go to the cinema and you can I, can I have a salt sweet mix, please. Can I have yeah. the salt on the top and the sweet on the bottom? Because then it's like a main course of the dessert. That's your son invented a tire compound that is genius. That's really really good. Well, hands off everybody. That, that we're getting the patent on that. Also, made, I, um, I very much so. enjoyed your daughter. By the way, the in- attention span of your kids watching this race. They watched the whole race and were glued for the whole. They were more into it than I was at points. Yeah. I mean, Margot fell asleep, but yeah. yeah. She did fall asleep, but she also kept calling Ferrari Safari, which was, yeah, that was adorable. Sweet, yeah. So I just started explaining. She was like, why are those two can't, why are they lit up on the screen? I was like, well, they're fighting for eighth place at the minute. And she was like, what, the Safaris? And I was like, yeah. And I just called them Safari for the rest of the race. Very it was very sweet. fun. Very um, sweet. From, uh, from you know what animal you'd see on a safari, perchance? A bull. On that note, Red Bull. Okay, in okay, I haven't finished talking oh, about Carlos. Look at that segue. I know, it was a really good segue. It was a really good segue. Okay, well, just I... finish your point by saying safari. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Don't you think Carlos Sainz, medium tyres, that would have been the move? Why not? Because you want to protect the team points at the expense of the driver. He could have won that race on mediums. Shoulda, woulda, coulda were the last words of a fool. If if you think shoulda, woulda, coulda is such a bad idea, what's the point in doing a podcast after the race? Let's do only podcasts before the race, (laughs) and that way we can say what we think the drivers should do in the future rather than the past. This is a reflection on what should have happened, isn't it? you should calm down. Yeah, yeah, well, shoulda, woulda, (laughs) coulda. I won't. Um, Listen, I completely agree with you. They should have put him on the mediums, of course. Right, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And that's what... That's why. That's what the safaris should have done. Well, speaking of safaris, Alfie. Yeah. Uh, you know how animal you might find on a safari? A bull, which leads us to first in the Constructors' Championship. It's energy drink Red Bull Racing in first place with a whopping 304 points uh, next to Ferrari's 228 points in the Constructors. Max uh, finishing in first. Checo finishing in a DNF because his engine went kaput in lap nine because... Uh, what happened probably is uh, on Thursday morning, Jos Verstappen woke up and blocked us. Um, and then he bought a bunch of bananas and blocked Sergio Perez's exhaust of his car. Um, so it just bottomed out on lap nine of the race. That is an insane reliability. That seems, again, every week, they pit, Checo's pit stops are just two or three seconds slower than Max's. Two or three seconds, like two or three points of a second yeah fine and no last last no. three seconds would be enormous no last week he was getting like four he had like two four second pit stops last week and then this week he he's, he dnfs which gives max this advantage it just seems like christian and yos are figuring out how to ruin checo's championship i just i don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist i'm you not saying not. i'm not saying the royal family lizards then <laughs> I'm just saying. I've got bad news. Yeah, I'm, I don't believe in inside jobs. I'm just saying that this is an inside job, 100. <laughs> percent Like last year when they didn't allow, when Mercedes didn't allow George to win the race. Yes, when they gave him a, a two-minute pit stop. They gave him the wrong tires on yeah. purpose. So you got to come back and get your tires. You got to come back in, mate. We couldn't have we couldn't have you beating Bottas and making it look like Lewis uh, isn't all, like isn't the best driver of all time. Uh, George, this is going to sound a bit weird, but you've actually got Marcus Ericsson's tires on. Um, he hasn't raced for two years. Yeah, that's why we said it was weird. Can you come back in, please? Uh, George, uh, we, we don't want to startle you, but you've actually got the tires of a Kia Sorento on, <laughs> and uh, we're going to have to call you back into the paddock. 
This is going to sound a bit weird, but we've actually fitted you with snow boots, George. <laughs> so you can come back in. Yes, I know you've been trundling around the track. Uh, but I, bet, I bet your grip's fucking fantastic, though. George, George, that's an ice cream van. Could you come back, please? <laughs> um, here's, here's something I noticed about Max this weekend. He uh, he got out of the car and after qualifying, and he did the thing. He, he did a Lewis where he went, I just want to thank the amazing audience today. They've been amazing. First thing he did, did it again today when he got out of the car. He's doing a He's Hamiltoning. Mm-hmm. It's like in Jurassic Park. When the Velociraptor learned how to open doors. <laughs> you have this fierce beast that can only be yielded by its animalistic, habitual nature, but suddenly it learns how to compose itself in public and then it's unstoppable. I sort of don't know. <laughs> that is just fucking. <laughs> That's very good. I have a bit of a, I'm in a, a bit of a bind about these Formula One drivers who, you know, the the child psychopaths who slowly become human, and we learn to like them as they slowly kind of learn to love. And so, like uh, Max came out this weekend and spoke in support of Naomi Schiff, mm-hmm. uh, who's been receiving, you know, abuse on the internet, um, as as that can happen on the internet. It's a pigsty, especially Twitter. Um, so. And he came out in support of her and everybody was going, oh, wow, look at Max, like, you know, saying the right thing and being great. And obviously he has a PR team. So does Lewis. So does Andy Murray. All these people who... (laughs) Okay, great. That's such a weird one to go to. I I remember you talking about Andy Murray. Okay, all right, carry on. Like, that was one of the like, unlikable teenage oh, sensation okay. yeah, who I became likable when he got a PR person. In. I got you, sorry. And you once made a very funny joke about that, which was like, yeah, Andy Murray obviously got a PR person and said, listen, Andy, you just got a few PR issues to work out. Like, so you know when you score a point, maybe if you don't kiss your biceps, that would be great. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, so that's why I mentioned Andy Murray. Uh, because I'm reminded of a funny thing that you said. So it, it makes more sense than you initially thought it did. Anyway... I, I, but now you have to give Lewis Hamilton credit. Despite the fact that he's clearly had PR training, you have to give him credit for the person he's become. And now I think even beyond the PR training, you see more of the real human being that Lewis... Like L- Lewis Hamilton has broken free of the cocoon of the PR training and is just being a kind of pretty cool, decent guy nowadays. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think as Max gets older, you bear in mind that... I mean, how old is he? 23, 24? Uh, yeah, 24, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now you think about what a dick you were. Oh, huge. Uh, and me as well. I was also massive. Also Honking. Dick. Not, well, okay, yeah. Okay, fine. Both Moderate. quite bad. Both yeah. quite bad. Um, like, you know, you've got to give these people time to mature. Also, like, you know, from the from the looks of things, his father, what kind of start has this person had in the way of... Yeah, exactly. Learning compassion. Ex- not much. Ex- exactly. Yeah. But yes. I also thought, I thought Max's comments on the Naomi shifting was, was uh, you know... It's coming from the point of he's he just went he was like yeah you have to block it out it's just people on the internet are sad they're just these idiots losers behind their keyboards and or or, or behind their microphones yeah like us uh he, yeah um he was right he's right and we give all these drivers shit but we are in awe of all of them regardless of how much we're mocking them every week yeah but I mean as I say that we this is it's the cartoon element of uh what you what you see of these people like nobody really knows what any of these people are like 
you just see it. Obviously, and I'm sure some of the drivers, if they heard what we said, would have a sense of humour about it, and some wouldn't. Joseph Verstappen clearly doesn't have a sense of humour about <laughs> the things that we said, possibly because we alluded to a degree and a large portion of quite real violence that he's been party to. <laughs> but I'm sure some of the other people who work in Formula One would be much more good-humoured about it. Oh, sorry, Ten. Oh, is he awake? Uh, he's stirring slightly. Okay. I think we were getting too uh, pleased with ourselves. But as mature as Max is becoming in front of the media, he is also, uh, as a driver, he's um, an absolutely immaculate driving performance even if we bemoan it because it makes the race boring because we'd love him to be slightly worse or more well matched by other drivers um on the grid he just isn't he's on a, in, a, in a league of his own right now mm-hmm. and credit to him but i wish that he wasn't i mean he is just out there he's all of that sort of emotionless training and and, and all of that kind of just being this ruthless warrior it's like on a day like today you really do see it come like his focus is unbreakable at the moment. He's having his his beginning of Schumacher, um, you know, two or three years into Ferrari. He's having that now. He's just becoming this unstoppable force. Mm. Um, I'd like to see Lewis get one more world championship just to level out the way last year ended. But time will tell. And you know where we'll see that again? We'll see it in two weeks' time at the British Silverstone. What is it, what is it next? What's this British one called? <laughs> Probably just the British Grand Prix, isn't it? They, they probably, I imagine, like... They nah, it's going to be sponsored pretty... by, like, Paddy Power or Go Compare or something <laughs> bollocks like that, isn't it? It is, yeah. Sponsored by the Meerkat. The Formula One Lenovo British Grand Prix 2022. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll see you next week um, for uh, an off-week race. We're going to be doing another day in the life of. Again, please tell us who you'd like us to we do. We don't know who it is yet. No, we don't. Well, we need to reach out to their PR team and see yeah, if they're okay. uh, we've got, willing. We've got some interest, don't we? We've had, Oh, boy, do we have some interest. Join us next week. My name is Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this was... Dirty Air. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.